Hey everybody, welcome to One More Round with Josh Norris. I'm super excited about today's guest. We got Justin Cross with us with Earn Your Booze. So, buddy. What's going on, man? Uh, just a quick bio on him. So, he's a Navy veteran, uh, F 14, F 18. He's a former aerospace engineer, uh, bachelor's degree in technical management, married eight plus years, girl dad, beer brewer, trains like an athlete with Bobby Maximus, founder of Earn Your Booze, and he lives here in Phoenix. Man, what, what don't you do? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Um, I'm not very good at painting, I'll tell you that. I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. Okay, all my, right. My wife's an artist, and it blows me away that that's even possible to do, you know? Yeah, well, so, like, you married the right person. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Needs. Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited to have you on you know, too, today. I, I wanted uh, people to kind of hear about you know, your story, you know, where you come from. Uh, you're, you started in the military, in the Navy. How long were you in the, the Navy for? Yeah, four years. Four years. Yeah, right after high school. What was that life like? Well, while you're in, especially when you're out at sea, you, mm -hmm. you kind of hate it, you know, it feels kind of like a floating prison, it kind of is in a way, but afterwards you realize, like, that was the coolest thing ever, like, how else would a 19, 20-year-old get to Dubai and Japan and Guam and Greece, you know, and swim wow. in the Persian Gulf and, you know, do all these crazy things, so afterwards you, you really appreciate it, yeah. but while you're there, you're kind of like, all right, I can't wait for my four years to be up, you know, what but was, I did like it. What was your favorite place to visit, like, when you were in the military? Man, I would say probably... This is a tie. I would say between Guam, Dubai, and Greece. Why? They're all yeah. So like Guam's kind of like Hawaii, but mm -hmm. it's a little more lawless. Okay. Like the uh, the adult clubs, we'll call it there, are mm -hmm. pretty insane. Like yeah. there's a lot that goes on that yeah. doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah. But it's still like Hawaii. It's tropical. It's right on the equator. Everybody got super sunburn. You know, it's just it's a lot of fun. Did some deep sea fishing. But then Dubai was out of control. It was just amazing. That was in 05. Mm -hmm. and just. Being able to see Dubai on someone else's dime, especially when you're 20, oh. is just ridiculous. Yeah, I can, you know? I can imagine. I have been 21 then. But, yeah. um, and then Greece, I mean, Greece felt like the most like vacation part. Yeah. Because we went to Rhodes, which is like their Hawaii, and basically you could see our ship floating off shore anchored. And you're sitting there just eating all the fresh veggies and meat and just drinking, and there's topless girls everywhere, and it was just like... This must be, you know, like, you know, pinching myself. Having this is at amazing. that age, yeah. yeah, it was incredible, yeah. you know. And then we parked there for whatever it was, four days or something, and just got lost, and it was incredible. Awesome. So, yeah. you, uh, what did you do in the in the Navy? I did avionics. avionics so okay. I was, uh, we were we weren't stationed like at like a a beach city. We were always landlocked because I was stationed with fighter jets. Mm -hmm. So I basically worked everything from communications, like the radar, the, the radio, the weapon systems, anything kind of related to those systems is what I specialized in. Okay. And I also did final checking. So I was on the flight deck. So it was, that was like the best part, I think. Yeah. So we're outside on the flight deck, uh, final checking the planes. We walk them up to the catapult. I was one of the guys that got to do a final inspection, kneel down like you might see on a, on a video and give the signal when it was time and it would take off like literally right in front wow, of you. Like Top Gun. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. So I got to walk up there and have it send off and it would try to blow you off, you know, when it took off. It was really cool. Yeah, it sounds uh, like a, a very unique experience. You probably a handful of people get it, right? Yeah, yeah, like there's no other way to, to really do that, yeah. you know. Um, it was just incredible to be out there in all the different oceans and launch these planes and have them land, you know, 10 feet, 15 feet from you or whatever it was is pretty cool. Yeah. So you, you were in for four years, you got out. Uh, it was funny, I was uh, joking with one of the producers, because uh, yeah. you know, I said, you know, you have a nice beard like he has, and I told him you were That's former military. Yeah. He says that there are two types of people that get out of the military. One that keeps the straight, you know, 
clean cut yep. look. And then those that just grow it all out. And, and maybe get a mullet yeah, and you know, yeah. you know, just go for it. Yeah. You went the other direction yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, what, what did you do after you got out of the military? So I, I planned to come back here and go to ASU because I was like, all right, that was always my plan, right? But I was not ready for college after high school. I hated school, still hate school. And so I was like, all right, maybe now I'm ready. I'll go back to school, right? But I uh, put my resume up on monster.com. Remember mm -hmm. that? Oh, yeah. I don't even know if that's still a thing. I think I got hired by a job maybe. or two. Really? A monster, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I started to get offers from uh, Lockheed Martin in uh, aerospace mm -hmm. because of my background in the Navy. So I started to entertain those, and I ended up taking a job at Edwards Air Force Base in California working on F-22s, doing wow. the same kind of thing, weapons, uh, radar, communications, all that kind of stuff. It was really helpful because I already had a, a secret security clearance from the Navy, so that transferred over, and then they just built upon that and kind of got sucked into that life for a while. Yeah. I ended up doing college while I was there. but yeah. Did you uh, li live in Palmdale or Lancaster? Just north of there in Roseman. Oh, Roseman, yeah. yeah. Oh, so my wife's from Mojave, I think I told you. Yeah. yeah and like Roseman's almost like a sister city to it's, Mojave. It's so random to meet. Like, you yeah. don't meet a lot of people from there. But that's know? the pretty much the industry there. You know, Edwards, yeah, well, Air that's Air Force it. Sure. Yeah. Pretty much all they have. But yeah. Not a lot to do there. No, no. We'd go down to Lancaster and Palmdale when we wanted, you know, sushi or Costco or something, but we right. lived in Roseman. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, what earn your booze? I, I've seen it now for a couple of years. I mean, mm -hmm. this brand is blown up and I, and I know you're making some transitions which is super cool but what, what got all that started uh, actually the mindset started in the Navy you, okay. know, you had to be in good shape um, but you know sailors are famous for cussing and drinking you mm -hmm. know so that's you had to live up to that too um, that's kind of where it set in I was like all right if this is my lifestyle you know we're going to port or we're partying on the weekend or whatever I really need to make sure I'm taking care of myself you know and, and I didn't want to have to do forced PT so I was always, always kept myself in the top PT level so I could just do my thing, you know, be left alone, didn't have to do the mandatory squadron PT. Yeah. Um, then after that, um, a couple years later through when I was at Lockheed, I started brewing beer and um, eventually started to help specifically beer brewers and beer bloggers and brewery owners lose the beer gut. You know, because when you're in that industry, I mean, there's, you're always sampling beer, you're always getting free beers, you're always talking, meeting people over beer and beer, mm. beer, 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 beer. Yeah. Brewery food uh, historically is not the healthiest. There's nothing healthy there. No, it's you know Brussels sprouts with bacon, yeah, maybe pretzels and yeah. fried this and pizza carts and you know all that. Yeah. So um, I noticed that that industry specifically, because I was brewing at the time, could really use some help. So I started to help those people, um, and now I fast forward a little bit and moved over here, and I was like, you know what, we could help a hell of a lot more people if we like, you know, made this a business. One thing led to another. Uh, came up with one name that we. Did for a little while and then earn your boots came about and kicked it off awesome. it's, it's so catchy uh, which is because everybody i've told about it yeah um, that isn't familiar with it they're like oh that's amazing i need that in fact um my previous guest uh, laura i was telling her about it and she's like that's awesome i got it i that's i'm all about that yeah you know so yeah, most people are when, 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 when they think about it you know because if you're going to the gym chances are you're doing it because you want to feel better look better and maybe go to the bar on the weekend and just like that's kind of what you want to do especially if you're single right yeah you're trying to like you know feel good so you can go meet some people at the bar right um so a lot of people are doing it and we're just putting some attention now and a, and a name behind it you know absolutely so uh with the brand i know you do events like talk a little bit mm -hmm. about your events what, what does that look like yeah, so when we started the brand, like right off the bat, I was like, all right, how are we going to get this brand out there, you know? Um, we didn't do any marketing for the first like two years. So I was like, all right, if we're not going to 
budget for marketing, how are we actually going to grow this thing? Social media, of course, you know, we'll have a presence there, but in-person events is really how you can like get people to like buy into your brand because they come to it, they sweat, they hear what you're all about. They experience it. They get some drinks, they meet good people, you know, they're taking selfies, they got a new shirt. And then now they're bought into, I get it. This is my brand. This is my kind of people. Right? Mm -hmm. So we launched our first event, uh, veterans day weekend of 2017 at Scottsdale beer company, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. Um, but we did that, um, kicked it off and it kind of took off from there and, before you know it, we were doing events all, all the time in a handful of different states with a bunch of different drink brands. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, because like today, I mean, you've got earn your, I mean, all kinds of earn your whiskey, earn, you know, yeah. earn your wine. Um, we have like over 30 trademarks. Yeah. And basically any drink that you can think of, mm-hmm. we, we secured that. And it was cool. Like right before we got on here, we were talking about a transition that's uh, coming up, which I super excited about you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so we've been earnyourbooze.com this whole time like you know five years or so and now we've started an affiliate program and we're getting more and more people you know bought into the brand and i've noticed a trend where people are saying something to the extent of whatever you're doing this weekend if you're drinking whiskey tequila or having a nice cigar or going out to all you can eat sushi or going on vacation put in the work and earn it you know get ready for what you're going to be doing so it applies to a lot more than booze. Mm-hmm. So we've already uh, done things like earn your tacos and donuts and brunch and stuff like that. But um, we're basically going to switch the brand over most likely to earnitall.com. And underneath that, we're going to have like the drink collections, mm-hmm. all the drinks, the munchies collection, all the good you know food treats. Yep. And then the green collection, which is going to be the cannabis fitness brand. Because um, if anyone here likes to do anything with THC, you probably know how hungry you like to get afterwards and it's very easy to to overeat and taste a little bit of sugar and now the whole freaking bag is gone yeah you were talking about um right well sprinkle right yeah Uh, yeah what is that like the sprinkle tnc that you yeah so you know i was with uh lockheed for like 10 years after the navy and i always had like a top secret clearance or a secret clearance and i was never able to even consider doing anything like that right Mm -hmm. because they there's random drug tests if a plane goes down and you have something in your system you're gone you know, so I never touched it. Mm-hmm. So now recently over the past couple of years, now that I'm a free man, if you will, from that kind of, for that kind of stuff, I've been testing it, right? Mm-hmm. And I've fallen in love with THC, but I personally am not a fan of smoking. Mm-hmm. I just don't, even like cigars, I don't really do cigars anymore unless it's like a real special occasion. I just don't enjoy smoke going in. Um, and then a lot of the edibles out there are cool, but they're lo- kind of loaded up with sugar, take a long time to hit. Sometimes the dosing's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found Sprinkle, and it's a uh, it's basically a nano like powder of THC. It's flavorless. You can mix it with water. You can sprinkle it on food. Um, it sets in faster than an edible. Okay. It's very easy to measure how much you're getting, um, and they even have a nighttime one that helps me sleep because I I'm terrible at sleeping. Yeah, I, I am not. My brain never stops. There's always something to do, and I never allow myself to sleep. So I take that nighttime one with some melatonin in it. And I'm like peeling myself off of the couch to get to bed. Like it's great. Well, I, I uh, like the dosing part of it that yeah. you know what the dose is because. Yeah. Um, so I I don't partake very often, and it's partly because I think I've over uh, been over the dose that I needed. Yeah. Uh, my in-laws made some brownies, and they were in town. Right. And apparently, I ate three brownies because they were super small. I didn't realize yeah. that they were three. And yeah, I literally got out of bed and just bam <laughs> fell flat on the, the yeah. ground. So I've stayed away pretty much since then, but I'm like, you know, maybe at a moderate 
like mm -hmm. sprinkle type dose, it might be good, especially for yeah. sleep, because I do have trouble sleeping sometimes. Yeah, and then, I mean, a few other benefits too. Like I like, you know, booze just as much as anyone, obviously, you know, with the name of the company. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I found like with uh, incorporating some, we'll just say weed for now in my life, like I even drink less booze because, you know, you get a nice little buzz going on. It's real easy just to sip maybe a couple cocktails or a whiskey or two. Mm -hmm. And you never have a hangover with that, yeah. you know, because you still get a nice buzz. You're still feeling like you're part of the party or whatever, and you're barely drinking anything. Yeah. So hangovers are less, sleep better, um, and that all leads to, like, better recovery from the gym. So overall, I, like, it might sound a little weird. I would, I would say that THC is helping me recover and become a better athlete, be stronger, and just my, I'm more effective in the gym because I'm sleeping and recovering more. It makes total Crazy, sense. Yeah. You know? And, you would, and people are like, nah, it's just an excuse to, you know, smoke weed or whatever. I'm like, no, it actually yeah. is helping. Well, sleep is the most important thing for recovery. Yeah. Uh, and people don't realize that. Um, so if you're not getting, you know, at least six hours, but, you know, six to eight mm -hmm. hours every night yeah. and, like, good good REM sleep, you right. can't recover. Like, no. I, you know, I work out every day, and I do notice, like, the, the periods of time where uh, I'm getting stronger faster it's when I'm sleeping better. When right. I'm not sleeping as well, it's like I feel like I'm sore for an extra day. Right. Yeah, so I have to check that out. Um, especially as a business owner, like, you know, there's always something to do. Always. So, like, even if, like, you're, like, scheduling sleep time, mm -hmm. it, it's hard to justify sometimes. I'm like, well, I mean, I could get up earlier, I could keep going, like, before you know it, like, I never sleep. Yeah. You know, so it, it is really important. It is. Um, so you're a big fitness guy. Uh, you obviously work out a lot. What are your favorite things to do from a workout standpoint? And do you have like uh, people you work out with or train with? So I basically, I train by myself pretty much mm -hmm. every day, but I have a coach, uh, Bobby Maximus, who's actually filming this season of the uh, Ultimate Fighter right now. So we'll see how he did after that. He's a heavyweight on there. Nice. Um, I, yeah, so I'm excited. He gets out in like two or three days. Cool. Um, but the training he's put together for me is has really completely changed everything about how I look at working out. Like for many, many years, I would do the typical, you know, chest day, back day, arm day, leg day, just kind of that routine. Mm -hmm. And was able to maintain like, you know, a certain like decent shape. But now that I've been training with him, he mixes in the craziest stuff. Like it'll be something like a overhead squat paired with pull-ups pyramid. Okay. Or, you know, back squat or front squat paired with like sprints on the assault bike. Stuff that I never would have done before. Mm -hmm. And if I saw it, I'd be like, nah, it's, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, but now that I'm, you know, he's my coach, I'm following it to a T. It is completely changing how I view working out now. And how totally long different. has that been? Um, since January 2nd. Okay. It's about three months. Awesome. Yeah. It is interesting, like the more the hit months, type yeah. of workouts and mixing that in. So mm -hmm. uh, one of our... Uh, one of my uh, partners, he has a company called Burn It, Build It Fitness, and it's yeah. functional training, and they do that. A lot of great movements are put together uh, by, by Laura, who has, I mean, just all the degrees in that. But yeah. it's very similar to what you're talking about. And to see some of the results these guys are getting and girls, it's amazing. It's yeah. very different than I still do more of the traditional like you were talking about. Right. Um, partly because, like, I go to a gym where they don't really have the space to do that, so it's just easier to do the sure. traditional. But, yeah, I'd be interested in, in checking that out. Yeah, it's so. incredible. I think now that I think about it, it's been just over two months, and um, I, I know for sure by 4th of July, mm -hmm. it's going to be night and day difference if you look at last year to this 4th of July. It's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it's just, and it's like there's never an arm day. Mm -hmm. There's like there's some benching here and there, like some of the more standard things, but it's all mixed in with this other stuff you'd never think about. Yeah, it's great. I love you, it. You know, your cardio in, I'm sure, oh, with yeah. it. and. Yeah. Plenty of um, cardio. Yeah. So, you know, you, you create this great brand, you know, um, 
going to be earn it all, you know, which is which is awesome. But you're an entrepreneur at heart. Like yeah. you've built a company from the very beginning, from ground up. What's been what's been the uh, easiest thing from an entrepreneurial standpoint? What's been the hardest thing? Thankfully, when I was at Lockheed, I did uh, for for a handful of years. I was either a uh, a team leader as a manager that had a crew on one of those flight flight test vehicles, like an F-35, mm-hmm. or I was a lead flight test con- control engineer, they called it. And those that job was like really complex. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of missions, a lot of moving parts, a lot of classified stuff. Some of our missions were watched by the highest people in our government. Like it's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah. Thankfully, I, I mentioned that because when it moves over to business, I still get stressed out about stuff, but uh, I really, I think I excel a little bit more than I normally would have at solving problems. You know, so like when they come up now, I'm like, all right, well, I've already gone through countless, much more stressful, you know, situations. Yeah. So I think that's one of my strengths um, that's kind of benefited, you know, this whole process. Um, But I mean, probably the most difficult thing is when you start something from, you know, from scratch, it's that. It's getting people to know about it Mm -hmm. and not just getting people to like see the brand but to understand what it is and then become a customer right. and then become a customer again. So that that's the craziest part. So, I mean, kind of marketing, right? But that's the biggest reason we do the in-person events because we can get 100, 200, 500 people at a time. Whereas if you're out there just trying to get cold traffic, you got to be super creative with your you know ads and everything. And the digital thing just kind of sucks. Right. You know? Well, and like you hit it on the head, uh, two things. Like one, as an entrepreneur, stress is something I think every entrepreneur deals with. So you had the skill set to be able to, you've already dealt with very stressful situations. It's like bringing that in to be an entrepreneur, it like kind of prepares you a little bit, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, as far as, um, you know, the growing of a business, you're growing a culture. Like that's what Earn It All is about. Like that's why I really love that name because, you know, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's a way that you live. It's about... Uh, getting up every day and knowing what your goals are, what you're going towards, and right. and earning that, working hard for it. So, yeah, yeah. super cool. I think, and it's a mentality I really think, like, I mean, probably at any point in history, but especially today, if we can get more people to embrace that, you know, whatever you're after, mm-hmm. earn it, and don't expect a handout. There's no shortcuts. There's no free lunch. You know, no one's going to save yourself. No one's going to do anything for you, you know, um, anyone. Family, don't expect shit from family or from politicians or anyone. Like, we're all on our own little journey, right? So the sooner you can realize, like, if you want something, you have to put in that work and earn it. That's our mission, you know, whether that's we're talking about being in better shape so you can handle alcohol or, or, you know, fun food. Mm -hmm. Or it's, you know, respect, it's money, relationships, whatever it is, earn everything. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a a philosophy, man. That's huge. So you talked about a tour that's coming up. Do you want to talk about that? Because uh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So when uh, when the world finally opened up again, yeah. we were like, all right, we've been, you know, without events for about two years. Um, so are we going to do the same kind of local events, or what we want? What are we going to do? And um, I was like, you know what? Yeah, we'll do some local events, but it's time to go. You know, let's let's put some gas in this rocket and go. So I hired a lady who has uh, 27 years of uh, sports and entertainment experience, and even worked, I think. Uh, 12 years or so in the NFL front office doing Super Bowl logistics and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we are planning a stadium tour right now. I'm um, wow. looking to hit here, Texas, Florida, Nashville, Denver, San Diego, a couple spots in some of those bigger areas, mm-hmm. and basically uh, going into stadiums, going into spring break uh, facilities, uh, professional sports stadiums, soccer fields, 
um, all those kind of things and, and bringing it to all those all those new spots. So uh, working with a with a large liquor sponsor right now and hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so we'll be able to say yes we got it all ironed out. Sweet. But but it's a, a brand that everybody will recognize. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, you're a family man as well. Yeah. You've been married eight years. Yeah. You're, a, you're a girl dad. Yeah. What's, what's that? How old is your daughter? Three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. So what's, what's that changed in your life? I mean, literally everything. Yeah. Everything, you know? I've always wanted kids. Um, we tried to have kids when we lived in California. We had a big new house at the time, you know, plenty of room and all this kind of stuff, but it just didn't happen for some reason. And then we moved out here, and we're like, kind of like, all right, maybe we're not going to have a kid. You know, that's fine. We started a business. So we bought a small historic home mm-hmm. and started the business. I'm working, you know, 24-7. Um, and then the wife gets pregnant. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, you know, come on. Like, this couldn't be what we thought was, like, the worst timing possible. Um, but having a, a kid, and especially a girl, has is, is completely changed everything. Because I've always had, like, that protector, provider mindset. Mm-hmm. But now just having this little super innocent little you know girl there it's mm-hmm. like I, I just eat it up i love it yeah. i know exactly what you mean um so i have two boys uh, about to be 12 and 10 and then my daughter's four yeah and like i love my boys They're, right. i mean my boys um my daughter was born i'm like oh that's what they talked about like it's just just a different thing yeah, like, yeah. totally protector it's like you know just that sweetness and innocence that mm-hmm. uh you want to hopefully her to have the entire you know her entire life and yeah exactly. it's, uh, it's different so i was always hoping for a boy just because i was always into dirt bikes and trucks and guns and dogs and i was like i'm gonna have a boy a yeah. spiky haired boy and he's gonna do whatever i do you know uh but when i had gianna like i realized no i, I needed a girl mm-hmm. i needed to experience this side of it you know um so it, it was great yeah she, you know she's perfect and it's funny because like we were only supposed to have two boys. That's what my my wife wanted. Like, yeah. But like, she only wants two boys. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. So that's what we end up having two boys. Nice. And then somebody didn't get things done uh, when he was supposed to. Yeah. And then daughter, you know, and they were six years apart. So we're like, oh, we're starting over. But then now I'm like, God, I can't, I can't imagine her not being in the world right, type right. thing. Now my wife did book the old. Yeah, uh, surgery for me. <laughs> that was uh, nice of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, she was pregnant, yeah. but um, yeah, I have two stepdaughters too, who are twenty-one and twenty-two. Oh, nice. So um, my wife thought she was totally free and clear and done. You know, yeah, they were that's... about to go to college and everything, and, uh, and then we really started over. Wow. Know? Yeah, that's a gap. Yeah, but it's sure. cool. One of them's in uh, school in San Diego. The other one goes to ASU. Still lives with us. Uh, she was about to move out mm-hmm. before COVID, but. So we still have, you know, some of it a built-in babysitter and everything. So hey, that's, that's cool. That's a nice little yeah. But she's uh, great too. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I I'm excited for all the things you have going on. I mean, I think your brand is going to continue to skyrocket. Um, you know, we'll keep us posted on yeah. on uh, the tour that's coming up. Uh, but where where can people find you? Um, as of right now, everything is Earner Booze. Earnerbooze.com. Earnerbooze on Instagram. Instagram won't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine is Justin J Cross. Um, but even if you go to earnyboos.com in a few months when we've switched over, it'll still redirect. So Pardon? I would just say look up Earn Your Booz. Yeah, well, yeah. go out and get some merch. Um, I've actually got that same hat I got yeah, uh, you do, at the huh? event we did. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Uh, but guys, thanks for tuning in. If you like this, share it out. Uh, please give it a like, a comment here. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you. We'll see you next time.